Good afternoon, baseball fans, and welcome to episode 64 of Sports Talk with Rags. And here uh, today we have with us Nansman Suffolk Varsity Baseball Head Coach Joey Seal. And Joey is also a Norfolk State baseball alum and also a former Norfolk State coach. And uh, Joey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mark. Thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, when when I found out about your your um, your show here, I went back and looked at um, some of the guests that you've had on there, and boy, talk about elephant in the room. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know how I fit with some of these guys, but uh, certainly happy to be on here and and uh, and just love what you do for the sports community in the area. Hey, well, thanks. I certainly uh, appreciate it. Yes, uh, you know, somebody. Uh, friend of mine that uh, graduated from Western Branch in 93, uh, Mike Sharp, we, we reconnected here at the, here at the end of January. And he, he gave me this idea and I'd never heard of StreamYard before, you know, but uh, yeah. And here, here today, the uh, 64th episode, and it's been, uh, it's been, you know, high school to college to professional and even some, uh, even some broadcasters. So no, uh, and um, looking forward to uh, hear your story. So, uh, hey, uh, starting out, um, so you are from the peninsula and, uh, you know, not that we're trying to one up the six degrees to Kevin Bacon, but, uh, you know, you telling me who you played uh, high school baseball for there in the peninsula is definitely a familiar name. Yeah, I was I was very fortunate to uh, to finish my high school career under Tom Lau, um, who is now an assistant at Nansen River High School. Um, at the time, he was the head coach at Heritage High School, and um, just kind of the way the pieces fell into place. I'd spent my first three years in high school at Warwick High School playing for Dwayne Peters. Um, Todd Barker was my JV coach, who's now the head coach at Thomas Nelson Community College, um, and um, you know was trying to be as much of a forward thinker as a 17, 18 year old kid could be and um, had some interest in computer programming and computer science track um, in college and heritage was the peninsula's um, science and technology magnet. And they offered a couple programming classes that I really wanted to jump in um, that would kind of give me some experience going to college. And um, obviously coach Lau's um, reputation as a baseball coach, as a leader, as a mentor, um, really, really, you know, played a role and I'm not gonna say it played a big role, but it was, it was certainly, uh, probably the tipping point for me, um, to make that decision to go spend my senior year at Heritage and, and, um, play for him. And I call him all the time and, and we still communicate quite frequently. And, uh, whenever I have a, uh, a rougher day as a teacher, or as a coach, I'll call him and, and give him an earful because he's the reason that I'm doing this right now. Um, uh, he's the one that kind of inspired me to that. So some of those tougher days, um, I look back and say, man, why didn't you talk me out of this? But, um, no, he was, he was as big of an influence on my life and my future, um, at the time as anybody and, uh, learned so much from him. Um, you know, pitching wise, he taught me a lot, but just um, a lot of maturity, a lot of um, personal development and stuff. I owe a ton to Coach Lau um, and my experience with him for a year. My only regret was that I just didn't get more time with him. Right. Yeah. And uh, let's see. So after um, 
I mean, it's it's amazing how, and we'll talk here during this episode, but it's just amazing how the uh, small community here, Southside Peninsula, and the many connections, whether it's a teammate, whether it's a coach to a player, you know, just the relationships here over the uh, over the game of baseball here in this area. So after Heritage moved on to uh, play at the collegiate level and uh, played uh, four years at uh, at Norfolk State, and uh, after uh, after graduation, then uh, an opportunity. Uh, led to being on their coaching staff, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Norfolk State was just kind of another one of those opportunities that, that um, you know, as as you look back, it's one of those things. It's like, man, that must have been that must have been fate. You know, that's the only thing that you can really attribute it to. Um, and during my senior year in high school, um, had some options, but really was looking for um, the best financial fit for me and my family. And um, late in the game, I'm talking like, the end of May, I think, um, Norfolk, I was still uncommitted, which now is like unheard of for, a, a you know, a division one player to be uncommitted in May of their senior year. Um, but, um, Claudel and, and Marty Miller had a chance to come out and watch me pitch and, uh, went and watched them play a game. Coach Lyle drove me over there and, uh, really liked what they were building and some of the momentum that they had in their program. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that coach Miller, um, told me from the bat was he said, you know, I, I don't, I, I haven't seen you pitch, so I'm not sure. But if Claudel says you can pitch and if Coach Lyle says you can pitch, then you'll come here and you're going to pitch as a freshman. Um, you know, and so that was that was appealing to me. And uh, I pitched as a freshman and continued on um, probably through way more innings and appearances that I should have. But to no fault of anybody's but my own, um, I was the kid that was always pulling on Claudel's belt. telling, Hey, I'm ready. I'm fresh. I can go. Claudel, well, you just threw nine innings yesterday. I don't care. I'm good. Trust me. I'm good. Let's go. Um, and so, you know, I was able to throw a lot and uh, really had a ton of fun. Uh, playing in the Norfolk State program and met some unbelievable people. Um, and uh, when I finished, there was a little bit of buzz about the draft, but not much. Um, you know, I was a typical college righty that was upper 80s, low 90s um, with a decent little breaking ball. And so there's a million of those in the state of Virginia. Um, so, you know, it, it, nothing panned out there. Um, was going to uh, dabble a little bit in independent ball. And um, Claudel asked if during the fall I would like to come and just kind of help out with the pitching staff a little bit. Quentin Jones was the pitching coach at the time, and he was still playing pro ball with the Braves. Um, so I said, yeah, I'd love to. And uh, the more I was around the guys and the more I was around coaching, um, you know, ultimately from a very early age, I wanted to be a coach. I mean, I was the the kid that was playing, you know, I was like the player coach on the wiffleball team and, and the, the football team at, at, at the park and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, from a very early age, I knew coaching was the track that I wanted to take. You know, I like everybody else, I wanted to play professional baseball and, and everything like that. But I saw pretty quickly that, um, you know, I've got an opportunity here to start a career and my dream job, you know, whatever I, what I wanted to do, what I've had my sights set on for a long time, I've got that opportunity right now. So it's do I waste this opportunity to go chase a pipe dream of maybe, you know, pitching in the Frontier League for a year or two or something like that, and then that opportunity is not available? Or um, do I start right now, you know, and, and thankfully, um, Claudel allowed me to hang on and, uh, 
you know, I, I worried him to death for a long time, uh, you know, with all the different ideas and, and all the different creative things that I would bring to the table. I'm sure after those first couple of weeks, Claudel was like, man, I made a big mistake here <laughs> because, I mean, I was all over him, um, you know, but uh, was really passionate about it. And um, to be able to give back to the university that gave me an opportunity was a dream come true. And, um, you know, was was able to kind of kickstart my coaching career there. Yes, and uh, what, uh, you know, before we uh, start talking about your uh, current current job and the, uh, and the quality of uh, baseball here at the high school level, I know that you and I talked last week and you were uh, definitely paying attention to the Norfolk State baseball team this past year, not only with, with it being your school and you being a former player, but, but also with the pitching staff of, you know, J.D. Deloach, yep. you know, and uh, and then also knowing uh, Womack, you know, that uh, some of the seniors that had um, that had a great, great season to help the team get into the NCAAs, you you were uh, part of uh, you were part of the coaching staff when those those kids first stepped on campus. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um you know, I, I've had a lot of really, really cool moments um, in my coaching, my short coaching career so far. Um, but watching those kids um, dogpile and do something that that we talked about doing so many times, but never got the chance to. Um, you know, looking at that roster, we had JD Deloach, um, the Hanchi twins, um, uh, Woma, Alexander Womack. Um, Adam Collins was still there. Those were all kids that, you know, I had a part in, in bringing into the program and uh, heard from every single one of them after the game, after the championship. And also um, one of my best friends in the whole world, Matt Mitchell, who was the assistant coach, um, talking to them after the game and stuff, man, there was uh, when I was watching it, uh, there were a lot of onions being cut in my house. Um, you know, to, to see them realize that dream was was probably um, the pinnacle of, of my coaching career and, um, you know, hearing from Coach Shoemate afterwards and, um, you know, all the great things that he had to say uh, was truly uh, just a, a unique experience and um, was so excited to watch J.D. go and, um, and pitch his tail off at East Carolina in the first round of the regionals and everything um, was really fortunate, man. And, and Norfolk State did so much for, for me and my family. Um, they gave me way, way, way more um, duties and responsibilities than I was qualified for the whole time. And, uh, you know, it all worked out in the end and was just so excited to see those kids and those coaches get to celebrate that and the fans and the administration and everything. It's been a long time coming. And uh, Claudel and I, um, you know, we certainly had our share of second place trophies. We just couldn't get over the Bethune-Cookman hump there. <laughs> um, I think uh, all told, in my years as a player and a coach, I think Claudel and I had accumulated uh, eight or nine second place trophies together in the tournament. So we were so close so many times. And, uh, you know, to see them finally get over that hump, man, that was that was it for me, man. I was like I said, there were there were certainly some onions being cut in the house that day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's good. And uh, hey, also, I uh, I see that while you were uh an assistant at Norfolk state. I, I see that, uh, a summer you experienced, uh, 
uh, coaching there in the Coastal Plains <laughs> League, not with the Pilots, but out there in uh, out there in Martinsville. So how how was it uh, coaching there? I mean, the Coastal Plains League it's it's not the Cape, but around here in the Mid Atlantic, it's a it's a pretty competitive league. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was a whirlwind. That's probably um, to to summarize all of that would probably be a whole nother episode because that was right in the middle of um, my my wife Kelly was pregnant with our daughter Andy, and um, so I was going back and forth almost every night from Martinsville back to Suffolk, um, you know, just to be there in case in case Andy was born. And luckily, the way it worked out was she was born during the All Star break, so um, you know it was uh, she's a true baseball kid. There's no doubt about it. Um, but that was an unbelievable experience. It was my first taste as a head coach. Um, made so many mistakes, an unbelievable amount of mistakes that I was able to learn from and uh, develop some some coaching philosophies that I still use today. Um, I, if the more you get to know me, I have these books that I keep with me, um, that I take notes in all the time. Um, and, uh, I still refer back to my, my book from that Martinsville summer all the time, just on, on lessons and leadership and, uh, mentorship and, and all of those things. And the other cool thing, my kind of my, um, my, uh, six degrees to fame is that, uh, Jesse Cole, um, who you might know from the Savannah Bananas. Yeah. Um, he was the the president of Martinsville at the time. So I got to work under him and um, see all of the crazy things that in, at that point he was still kind of getting his feet in. He was also the president over in Gastonia. And, um, you know, Martinsville is such a traditional baseball town. Um, there's so much baseball history in that little town. Um he was a little bit more mild with Martinsville than he was with Gastonia at the time with all of his ideas. Um, but shoot, man, Jesse and the bananas are on ESPN almost every morning now. Like he is just blown up. And, uh, you know, if there was ever someone that had an infinite amount of energy, I have never seen someone with as much energy and as much passion as that man shows um, towards entertaining the fans during a baseball game. It was unbelievable the things that he was doing. And uh, so again, you know, my summer in Martinsville, man, there are so many stories. I think we had 19 or 20 kids from that roster that eventually would sign pro ball um, contracts. Most recently we had uh, Mike Adams who pitched at Wagner, never got drafted after high school, after college um, was, the president and owner of a training facility in Philly. And um, they were hosting a pro day for all their college and high school kids. And they convinced him to get on the mound and throw and the Phillies actually signed them. This was two months ago as a 29 year old. Um, so I, you know, so that it was just, you know, there's some amazing stories and there are some fantastic relationships. Um, the GM Shea Maples, I still talk to all the time. Um, Tyler Parsons was the GM that hired me and he left before I got there. Still talk to him all the time. So just some unbelievable relationships that I formed during that. And again, the lessons in leadership, you know, it was just, um, it was an unbelievable experience for me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. And uh, boy, that, uh, that story that you just brought up, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, the movie that uh, Dennis Quaid portrayed. Uh, the rookie, Jim exactly the like rookie. it. And, you know, and we called him 95 Mike. That was his nickname because he was like, you know, he was 94, 95. Um, and we were all just so blown away that he he never really got a good shot after college. 
And, um, you know, so uh, he, he finally got his opportunity. He's actually doing well. He's a closer for, I think he's in high A. Um, and he's, he's, he's their closer and, and he's been doing really well. Um, and you know, like I said, it just all goes back to the relationships, man. I still text all those guys and, um, you know, was invited to some weddings and, and getting baby pictures. Now our closer, Cody Kramer, him and his wife just had a baby not long ago and was getting all kinds of pictures and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's what, that's what coaching and and teaching is all about. Yeah. And, uh, I guess I, hi, a, I mean, it's not the, uh, traditional uh mascots uh name uh i know when i lived in florida it was the clearwater phillies there in right. the mid, mid 80s but i don't know what um you know all the mascots yeah are. they've all gone crazy <laughs> yeah but i think uh, clearwater is uh is high a but uh so then um uh, let's see so you were uh coach clark's assistant there in uh there at nsu and what after eight or nine years, then uh, then an opportunity came for you to uh, come to Nansman Suffolk and and teach and lead their uh, varsity baseball program in the summer of seventeen. Yeah, so um, you know, again, coaching to me is all about all, always been about the the impact that you can make. Um, and uh, you know, Claudel and I uh, did everything we could. To, to build that program to where it was and where Coach Shoemate took over. Um, and then, you know, obviously he put the pieces in place to continue building it and has done a fantastic job. But, um, you know, during that summer, um, my, my wife Kelly was pregnant with our son, Lawson. Um, and, you know, I, I had to take a step back and just look at, um, you know, how much time I was gone um, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't realize just yeah. how much time goes into coaching altogether. Um, but when you're coaching at the division one level, um, it, it really at any level in college, um, you know, it's just there, you're, you're gone so much. And, um, you know, luckily with, with my daughter, I didn't miss a whole lot. Um, but you know, my superstar wife did and took on way more than, than I could have ever imagined. And, um, this opportunity came up and, uh, you know, I, I had never taught before. Um, and, you know, one of the deals that I wanted to do was that if I was going to coach this, this baseball program, I wanted to be on campus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I was assuming that would probably look something like a groundskeeper job or something like that. And they started talking to me about teaching and I said, well, you know, I, I've coached and I've, you know, I've helped run programs, but I've certainly never taught in the classroom. And so then, you know, as, as life would have it, when you're, when you're struggling with the decision, they, they throw out their middle school teaching too. And so I'm like, (laughs) Oh boy, here we go. So, you know, I go from 18 to 23 year olds to, to 12 to 14 year olds. And, uh, you know, so I was sitting with Debbie Russell, who's the head of school, and and we were talking about it. And she was like, you know, all of your coaching philosophies and stuff, all of those things directly transfer over to the classroom. And, um, you know, when when my wife and I started talking about it, I mean, it was just too obvious of a decision to make. Um, you know, I went from impacting or having the opportunity to impact 35 guys at Norfolk State 
um, to, you know, uh, classes of, of 20, 22 kids, um, you know, five of those and then a varsity baseball team. And then I also get to oversee the JV and the JJV team. So now you're looking at hundreds of, of young men that I get to help try to develop and mold and, and move on to the next step of their lives. And, you know, when you look at it that way, it was really just a no brainer. And then you also mix in with how incredible um, the administration staff and um, the support staff and all of the other teachers are at, at NSA, um, you know, not to take anything away from Norfolk State, but, um, you know, they're just some unbelievable people here at NSA. And um, I get a chance every day to bring my kids to school. They get to ride with me now. So I go polar opposite. I go from never being home and never being with my kids to now they're, you know, they're sick of me. I mean, this week they're over at camp because they were so tired of spending the whole summer with me. They're like, I need, I need a break from you, dad. You know, so um, it's been, uh, it's certainly been a blessing. I mean, I've just loved it. Um, I've gotten to teach sixth grade U.S. history. I've taught seventh grade world geography, um, was able to do a, um, a like a little mentorship program um, that, that we started here in the middle school that I've gotten to oversee. So um, there's just been tons and tons of opportunities for um, for for, you know, what I originally sought out when I started coaching. Uh, to make that impact. So, um, you know, and then the baseball program and everything. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, my brother and I, you know, going to Western Branch, uh, but, uh, you know, my brother, uh, his boys have gone to Greenbrier Christian and actually the third one, uh, third one just graduated uh, this, uh, this past uh, June. But uh, let's see, uh, 2019, you know, it was pre, pre-COVID, you know, I was, uh, I was helping um, Coach uh, Nichols with announcing some games. And, and then with uh, rain, rain outs and everything, you know, the schedule kind of, uh, kind of changed, like within a day, you know. And uh, he texted me one day at the shipyard and, He's like, Mark, can you make tomorrow? We're hosting NSA, and um, and I would like you to announce. I was like, all right, I'll be there, you know. And it was uh, it was Nick versus uh, versus JT, you know. And uh, yeah, that was a fantastic game. That was uh, those are the moments that, as you know, as a baseball guy, you know, yeah. you, I can still remember conversations in the dugout. You know, that that was um, that was a fun game. Uh, you know, obviously we were fortunate enough to to be on the right side of the scoreboard that day. But, you know, even if we weren't, man, that was such a competitive game. Um, Nick and JT both pitched their tails off and, uh, you know, it was just a, a really good night of baseball. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, uh, isn't Tim Hummel still at Cape Henry? Yeah, Tim yeah. Hummel's at Cape Henry and you've got and Tim Levine at, at Norfolk Academy. Academy. And, uh, you know, Pat Nichols at, at Greenbrier. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you know Bruce Seacrest, who is in, at Stewart School. Um, Stewart is in our conference yeah. um, out in Richmond. And, I mean, Bruce is as good as it gets, man. I, I, you know, he has shared so much with me about coaching at the high school level and everything. He's been kind of the one that I've attached to, um, you know, just throwing ideas off. And then, I mean, in Division Two, you know, you've also got Micah Higgins up at Highland. Um, you've got David Mitchell over at Isla White. You know, I mean, there is just some unbelievable – I mean, 
you know, whatever perception people have of independent school baseball, you come watch um, a, it just any day in the TCIS, man. And it, it's, it's just all out baseball. I mean, every team's got, you know, two or three college commits already. And I mean, it, it's just, it is our, uh, our TCIS schedule is, is certainly the tough part of our schedule. You know, usually you, you try to schedule non-conference games to be tough so that you can, you know, you're prepared for the conference games and it slacks off a little bit. It, uh, you know, you're hard pressed to find anybody that's tougher than what you're going to play in TCIS. Um, so that was a bit of a, you know, I had known from recruiting and everything kind of what, what the TCIS had to offer. But when you get in and you see, I mean, there's, you know, you look Cape Henry, Greenbrier Christian, um, all of those teams, there's no holes in their lineup. And every day you're facing pitchers that throw strikes and can command multiple pitches. Um, you know, even, you know, you, you, you got division one, two, and three, but division three with Walsingham, Walsingham could go into division one and compete their tails off. I mean, you know, it, we have had, um, Ian and I have had some, some battles, man. We've had 12 inning games. We've had 15 to 14 games. Um, and his guys are as well coached as, as any college team that I ever coached against. I mean, it's just, it is really some quality baseball. And I think that, if you're not familiar with the TCIS or just, you know, independent school baseball in Hampton Roads, um, do yourself a favor and, and head out and watch some games this this spring. You would be really, really surprised at the level of, of competition that that we play um, day in and day out in the TCIS. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, nothing against Cape Henry, Norfolk Academy and, you know, Walsingham and all the other schools, but, you know, primarily my wife and I, you know, with having nephews that have gone to Greenbrier Christian and, you know, following them as they were playing uh, baseball. And then they got into the, you know, they played for the Lee brothers, you know, and then, um, and then like freshman, sophomore year, you know, one season there with Pat, but, uh, you know, got to know the players and then Pat and Gary, and then, you um, got to know a bunch of the kids that have uh, played for you and David there at uh, NSA and, and Isle of Wight. So I tried to uh, circle, you know, when those three schools are uh, playing each other. And, you know, a couple years ago, I brought up, you know, going out to Greenbrier when Nick and JT pitched against each other. Well, this past spring, I mean, uh, too bad, you guys can't – too bad you guys uh, uh, don't charge for baseball. I mean, when, uh, when Greenbrier came to NSA, I mean, oh, that was crazy. I, I'd never been actually out to the baseball field. So so I called uh, Nicole and Joe McGowan. I was like, hey, where's – I see the softball field. Where's the baseball field? You right. know? And they told me. And then when I'm coming, coming through, I mean, there were people – beyond the outfield fence yeah and then both sides both sides were packed and that uh that nsa um alum uh that announces both uh basketball and that subtle and yeah yeah i mean he does i mean what a what an atmosphere you yeah. guys uh you, you guys have there uh they're going for you with uh with home games you know i was I, that was probably uh the one surprise that i had 
coming into this was that, you know, I didn't realize how much support we were going to have. I mean, um, you know, and, and it's a credit to our players and the, the, um, the excitement that they bring and the, the product that they put on the field. Um, but yeah, we, we have Pat settle up in the box for every game and, uh, he keeps the crowd moving and he's got his, his playlist and stuff and, and his music going. But I mean, it, you know, like you said, the, those Norfolk Academy games, the Isle of Whites, the Greenbrier Christians, um, you know, it's, it's as many people as are at, you know, any kind of college baseball game, you know, at the, at the, at the smaller levels obviously we're not competing against sec or anything but you know i mean there was there was every bit of a couple hundred people at that greenbrier christian game this year um and that was you know we were limiting as many people as we could because of you know we were still kind of in the covid stuff um so that wasn't even you know what probably we could have had um so there's some thoughts and some talk about trying to um expand the viewing area a little bit at our field to, to try to more accommodate fans like that, because, you know, we've noticed that this is a, this isn't ever, you know, this is a pretty common occurrence, you know, as long as we're playing local teams, there's going to be a lot of support out there um, for both sides. And um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to, to keep up with that and make sure that we keep our fans happy also. Yeah. And uh, so, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm sorry for going over, but uh, no, you're good. Appreciate, appreciate uh you being on here. So a couple, couple more points here before we wrap up. Uh, so I guess with you being a middle school, middle school teacher, you can, uh, in the classroom, you can kind of see who's, who's that, uh, JJV, uh, yeah. baseball player that you can, that you can have in about three or four years. But it looked like, uh, with your, with your team, um, I know that you've had, uh, success here at the varsity level here at nsa but uh, your core group mostly mostly young young yeah, we had we level. had four seniors last year um you know and all of them meant a ton to our program um and, but you know we do have a a, a big a solid core returning um you know and, and most of them are still young you know we've we've got quite a few um juniors and sophomores that are going to, that are going to fight for um, a chance to contribute again this year. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of how our program is, you know, I, I, I certainly value experience and, and we, we put a lot of emphasis on that, um, you know, but we love the competitiveness that we have at practice every single day. I mean, we're, you know, a couple people deep at every position and, um, those kids push each other, you know, but at the end of the day, they also understand that they're playing for each other, um, you know, and so, yeah, so, I mean, we're going to have a good core group back, um, you know, but at the same time, you look around the TCIS and stuff and those, you know, the other, the the Norfolk Academies and the Greenbriars and the Cape Henrys, they're not getting any weaker either. So, um, you know, we've got to keep it rolling. We've got to keep our foot on the gas and continue to develop and work hard to, uh, to just keep up and keep our head above water. Right. Yes. And is, um, so, and I guess Atlantic shores they're they're still, um, over there in the Metro, right? Yeah. 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 Coach Kojak does a wonderful job with them. Um, you know, they, they made it to, uh, the other state semifinal game against Greenbrier. Um, you know, so there, and I, and from what I can remember, we didn't get a chance to compete against them this year. Um, with some scheduling conflicts, but from what I 
um, remember, I think they have a, a pretty solid core group. And if they don't, I'm sure that they've got some some ninth and tenth graders coming up that that will will step right in. You know, it, it's just it's unbelievable to look at um, the year in year out consistency of of all the programs in this area. Um, you know, there's just there's there's no weak teams. There's no weak games on your schedule. And uh, we want it that way. You know, we certainly we certainly welcome that. But, um, you know, it's just it's really neat to see what independent school baseball has evolved to in this area over the last five or six years. And it's all um, a tribute to the coach and staffs and the support and the administration at all these schools to put the resources out there that that gives a um, a unique opportunity to kids to come play baseball and, and get a. a top-notch, um, top-of-the-line education. Yes. Yeah, and uh, let's see. So you're the uh, second head coach there from uh, NSA that has been on. Brittany, Brittany was on with the uh, run that uh, that they've had here yeah. uh, recently. And, and unbelievable. They, yeah, and to cap it off this year, they went, uh, they went undefeated. Uh, but uh, on my wife's side, um, Furman, uh, Chris uh, grew up with with my niece, so uh, I guess he's been uh, too busy uh, golfing. Yeah, uh, but he told me uh, he told me hit him hit him up in uh, August, and I think uh, Kim Kim said that uh, she'll come on and we'll talk uh, we'll talk uh, Lady Saints basketball. There. Yeah, I mean our our coaches at this at this school there is certainly. Um, no absence of, of knowledge, experience, and, uh, and championships. You know, I mean, um, Coach Johnson, our, our AD, who's also the head varsity coach, they won state championship in 19. Um, you know, I mean, and then you've got Coach Aston leading the, the girls' basketball and Coach Furman leading the boys and uh, Mike Beal um, leading the varsity football team. I mean, it's a, it's a core group of, of really, really good coaches. Um, and, uh, you know, we all kind of feed off of each other. We all are bouncing ideas off of each other all the time, trying to figure out how we can make our programs better. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's really, really neat to be at a place where every single person is pulling for you, you know, and, and that's as as elementary as it sounds. Um, it doesn't happen everywhere. It, it really does not happen everywhere. Um, but that's probably, uh, you know, one of the best things that I think is that we have going here at NSA is that every single person at this school from the, um, you know, the athletic director and the head of school all the way down to um, the custodial staff and the groundskeepers and, and the, the teacher's aides and the assistants and, the you know, everybody is pulling for everybody all the time. And it really is a unique culture and a unique atmosphere. Um, and it's just a lot of fun to be a part of. You know, it, it certainly does not feel like I'm coming to work every day. Um, you know, they're just an extension of my family at home. Yeah, well, that's that's good. And uh, let's see. So at at NSA, do you guys have a, a fall program or is it mainly, you know, practice one or two days because the kids could be playing other other fall sports? Yeah, so I'm a huge, huge advocate on playing multiple sports. And um, when I first got here, I would say probably 90 percent of our baseball team played a fall sport. Um, as the years have gone on, we've kind of, we've gotten a little bit lower and lower. Um, 
but I encourage it, you know, and, and I let them know like, hey, we're going to do stuff in the fall, but you, it will not be held against you if you don't participate because you're playing in another sport. And um, there's just so many lessons that you can learn from playing other sports that directly apply to baseball that will help our program way more than if we played 12 fall games against other high schools in the area. You know, I, I've just, uh, every year I weigh the the benefits, the pros and the cons. And um, every year it's, it's um, just not even close to, um, you know, not allowing. I mean, it just is a no-brainer to let our guys go off and play football and run track and and play basketball and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and and when we do, you know, we do have practices during the fall. We've never had um, a fall team where we've gone out and played games and stuff. We'll enter squad. Um, we're fortunate that we have the numbers to where we can put together um, a competitive inner squad and stuff. So we'll do a lot of that, and we work on a lot of culture stuff in the fall and team building and stuff like that. But um, you know, I, I certainly do advocate for them to play as many sports as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I uh, certainly appreciate uh, your time, Joey, and just, uh, you know, um, uh, enjoy enjoy the rest of uh, rest of your summer. I know that you um, get to work with uh, USA Baseball here in a here in a couple weekends down there that carry carry complex right yes yes sir yeah yeah yeah, yeah so. so that'll be my second time going down there um just an unbelievable opportunity um one of my personal goals as a coach has always been to align myself in any way with usa baseball and and to be able to do what i love um with our wonderful country colors across my chest is uh is just an unbelievable experience every time I get the chance to. So um, really fortunate to be able to go back and do that um, in two weeks. And then we come back and get started in the classroom. So um, ready to welcome the kids back and um, teach a little bit of history and a little bit of geography and, and a lot of life lessons along the way. So um, I appreciate you having me on, man. This has been a lot of fun talking to you. And, uh, you know, just uh, really excited with what you got going on for uh, the sports community in Hampton Roads. Well, hey, thanks, Joey. And that's a, that's a wrap here of uh, episode 64 as we uh, had uh, Saints head varsity baseball coach Joey, Joey Seal on today. And uh, thanks again for your time and enjoy the rest of your summer. And I'll, uh, I'll shoot you shoot you a text there uh winter time uh so when you uh when you get your uh get your schedule and i'll come on out and uh, absolutely yeah we'd love to have you yeah man absolutely thank you rags i appreciate it man it's been a lot okay. of fun all right see you take care